Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Hello, everybody. It is Corey Poirier, and I'm super excited to be here with a, a new guest on the Amplify Your Message Summit today. Uh, so I'm super excited to bring on Evan Carmichael. So Evan, I'm super excited to have you here today. What I usually like to do, Evan, is get uh, our guests to do maybe a little bit of an introduction about themselves because you'll probably pick the stuff I might miss. Uh, but I did tell you off air that uh, I was a writer for the original uh, Evan Carmichael when it was just the website uh, for writers. And I'm curious how many writers you had back then because it seemed like I was competing with a lot of people to get articles up. Uh, but Evan, can you tell us a little bit about who you are? Yeah, well, thanks for having me, Corey. I'm super pumped to help people get their message out there. It's, it's become a... a deep passion of mine because I think there's so many people who've got uh, a big heart, a big voice. You know you're capable of more. You want to get it out. You want to impact the world. You just don't know how. Uh, and so this summit's awesome and I'm, I'm uh, grateful and honored to be a part of it. I think people probably best know me from my YouTube channel or my books. Um, got two books out. Uh, the YouTube channel You've got two and a half million subscribers. Uh, before that, I had a website. And before that, I was a struggling entrepreneur. So Cora was on the, my website. How many authors did we have? I don't know. Um, thousands. Uh, I know we had a, over 100,000 pages of content on the website. And, and we really focused on SEO. And often we would rank, well, usually we would rank better for the author's article on our website than if they put it on their own website. And so it helped amplify the reach. It amplified their voice, right? And so I think, I don't know if this is the, the tie-in you want to make, but uh, recognizing that you can't do this alone, that you need help, that there are people who've got big audiences as well or, or service providers you can connect with and use to help get your message out there. Because if it's just you all day long trying to you know, get two sticks together, it's going to take a long time to get that fire going. So... I, the first thing I want to unpack then, Evan, is you mentioned the YouTube channel. Yeah. And so I'd love to get your take on a couple of things. So you mentioned about SEO, not doing it alone. I think part of the SEO as well is if you're in with search terms that are searched often. And one of the things I know you do on the YouTube channel is do lessons from successful influencers. So how big a part is that in the whole SEO thing? when you might have something like 10 lessons from Oprah? Like in other words, does that really amplify the SEO as well whenever you're uh, sharing the message of influencers and yet sharing their stories so you're giving them credit? Like is that a big part of the SEO that you're getting as well? Yeah, so SEO is different in the YouTube game. People think of YouTube as the second largest search engine in the world, which it is, but most of the views don't actually come from search. It'll come from browse and suggested, which means either the YouTube homepage, or if you type in something on search, uh, how to market my business, somebody's gonna rank there and get that video click, but then from your own experience, you'll watch that video, and then you'll watch the videos down the side, and you'll watch the videos that show up after, much more than you'll go back to see what we're under the search term. So 
you might get one view from search, but then you'll get eight, nine, 10 more views from suggested down the side. So the real game is not ranking for search. The real game is ranking after the videos that are ranking for search. Suggested. So, so the way to do it for anybody, this is a great hack for anybody who's, you know, who's listening, watching. Um, think about who is the number one person in your industry? What kind of videos are they making? And then going and looking at what kind of content they're creating and then take almost the exact same title and make your version of that video. Mm. Not, I don't care what's in the video. I don't care what they're talking about or how they're doing it because you're the expert. You're the thought leader. I want your opinion. All I want you to do is take that title because your goal is to rank after that person's video. So they just watch them. So if it's a marketing video, uh, you know, maybe you, you watch a Gary Vee video, like how to market on Instagram in 2020. Uh, and then you call it the same video, the same title. I want them to watch Gary and then I want them to watch you. And that's how you start siphoning audiences and, and amplifying your voice. And now the other thing I'm always curious about is if, because I feel like a big part of uh, as well, what you've done is, is again, helped highlight some of these powerful messages, some of these influencers that we can learn from. If somebody also, is that another strategy or a hack, if you will, if somebody goes, okay, well, I'm a big fan of Gary Vee. I love the three things he taught me on this. Uh, so I'm going to share three things from Gary Vee's book. And, and basically, let's say if it was on YouTube, but it could be Twitter or what have you. And then Twitter, maybe they hashtag Gary Vee and all that kind of stuff. Um, is, there, is that a hack to kind of, you're giving them credit, you're highlighting what they taught you. But of course, the audiences of Gary Vee, um, if it's a hashtag, they're going to be brought to that. And again, I guess if it's on YouTube, because in YouTube, you can still use the keywords. Is that any kind of a hack at all? Or is that? Maybe. I think it depends on the business model. So I love, so Gary Vee has been on my channel a bunch of times. He called me the, the content DJ. Um, so I, he said, you consume so much content, Evan, then know how to DJ it to inspire people. And so that's like the quote at the top of my <laughs> YouTube channel now. But, but even before YouTube, I started YouTube 11 years ago. Before that, I was doing it with websites and articles, right? And, and you, you remember that as being a part of it. Uh, I love it. I, I love taking different pieces from different people. I, I love that like, you have a perspective. And if, if people can learn from Corey, something that I can't teach people, I, I want to shine a light and try to get Corey's name more out there, right? That's, that's part of my business model, what I really love doing. I think for most people, it's probably not the smartest strategy. Uh, because if you want to be the expert and you want to sell your coaching and you want to sell your consultant and books and programs, I need to hear your voice, not just here's what's so great about Gary Vee, right? Uh, so how I would try to hack fame like that would be in two ways. One, if you get them as a guest on your show, you then advertise that video against their audience. So like this video, you can cut up for a YouTube video. I actually don't know if you're going to make these you know, public or not, but or even clips of it. And then, and then advertise against my audience because they know me, but they may not know who you are yet. And that's a great chance to, to get it. But most people who want to be thought leaders don't just want to be the Larry King asking questions, they have their own voice, right? So you have to have content that showcases that. So if you're gonna do something on Gary Vee with your own voice, uh, I would say like, where is he wrong? Where do you disagree? Where are the thing, without, without trying to slam him or say that he's an idiot or anything, but where do you have your opinions that are slightly different? Because if all you're doing is saying, hey, here's why he's so great, 
why am I listening to you? I, I'll, I'll go listen to Gary Vee, right? You're amplifying his message and his voice, not your own. So I want to know what is your voice. So that's one thing of what I do. I'm, I'm both. I'm an author and a speaker and an expert, and I, I share my knowledge and thoughts. Uh, but I love being the content DJ as well. And, and that's what a lot of people know me for too. So uh, I don't think it's a model that works for everybody, especially if you're trying to amplify your own voice as, a, as an author, expert, speaker. So I, I love that take on it, Evan, because I'm in the same sort of situation you are. I've, at this point, which still seems mind-blowing to me, but I've interviewed over 6,000 influencers. And so uh, what I've had said in media a lot, oh, so you're like the modern-day Napoleon Hill. And, you know, I'll take that every day of the week, but here's to your point. If I'm interviewing Les Brown or Bob Proctor, I don't want to just say, when I was talking to Les, he said this. I might say, Les shared this with me, and here's my take on that. So to your point, I, I might say, you know, uh, if Les said, uh, I'm trying to think of an example off the top of my head, but uh, let's say Lisa Nichols I had recently on. And uh, mm -hmm. if Lisa says the secret sauce to my success is my ability to tell stories. So I might share that. And then I might say, now what I'd like you to take from this and how you can actually tell stories, here's three strategies. So I'm basically piggybacking off. But to your point, I'm actually saying, uh, here's what I learned from Lisa, but here's my take on it. Because the same thing, I'm, I do worry about if I'm just saying, here's what Lisa told me, then all of a sudden, why wouldn't I just go get that directly from Lisa? Well, it's, I, I think it's still the same thing. Like, here's what Lisa told me and here's how I'm applying it. It shows that you're a student, which is great. You're an ongoing student of the game, but it doesn't position you as the expert. If you're talking about storytelling, you know a lot about storytelling. You've been doing it forever. You've got a lot of wisdom. And so I would maybe incorporate a Lisa into your story but not say, here's what I learned. And I love Lisa. She's been on my channel too, but it's, it's not saying, here's what I learned from Lisa. If you're trying to position yourself as the expert. Um, so if I look at, you know, early this year I was in Puerto Rico with a lot of the big names, right. Of like Brendan Burchard and Tom Bilyeu and all these guys um, and just hanging out at, at Brendan Burchard's house and his own little mastermind, like a unpaid, his mastermind. Um, and I was helping them. I had a lot of nerves going into that event. You know, it's 20 people. But what I normally talk about, belief and mindset and all this stuff, like what am I going to teach Brendan Bouchard and Dean Graziosi and Tom Bilyeu about belief and mindset, right? <laughs> they teach it too. So like, oh my God, I got nothing to talk about. So, you know, that's when I became the YouTube guy, right? And that, hey, I, I built bigger channels than all of these people. I can help. I've, here's where I can bring some value to the group. And so if I'm talking about YouTube, I might use Brendan's channel as an example. And like, here's what I told Brendan on how he can improve his channel. Here's how I help Tom or here's whatever, right? As opposed to, yeah, I was meeting with them and Tom told me this and I agreed. And so now I'm doing, it just shifts it. I don't mind doing that because I like making kind of learning student content. But I think for most people, if you're trying to be the expert, seeing what you learn from somebody else and then how you're just applying it in your life, I don't think positions you very well. Uh, it's great to give credit to mentors, but what I would love to see is you with your videos and your thoughts and your expertise and you telling me what's, what's wrong with, with the industry, how to make more conversions, how to like, whatever you're great at. I want to hear your, your views on it. Um, and so if you have an interview show, you have those two pieces of content then when you're interviewing some big names and, 
and they lend you some brand credibility for people who don't know you. And then you have your own content, which is you sharing your perspective without, without talking about the names, unless it's a story that, that you helped them with something. Like maybe you talked to Lisa and you gave her a perspective on something, right? Then I would include it. Otherwise I wouldn't. So I, I love that distinction. Thank you so much. Cause I think, if you're teaching me something, then other people are probably learning going, wait a minute, I do a lot of this. Maybe I should be looking at how I'm doing this too. Uh, yeah. So to go back to the other side of things, then when you talked about in that room with Brendan and, and Tom, you were the YouTube expert. So how important is it then, Evan, to have a niche and to be the expert in one area versus trying to be the expert in every area? I think you have to be an expert at the thing that you love, right? And so we all can wear multiple hats. Uh, ultimately, I think your purpose comes from your pain, right? I think like whatever you struggle with the most is the thing you want to help other people through. So when you're, in a, when you're in a room, you have to figure out, okay, where am I further ahead than these people here? And in some areas, it may be lots of things, right? It may be, you know, so I, I, I'm, I was launched my new book when I went there, right? If I'm in a room of people who have never launched a book, I can give a lot of advice on how to launch a book. If I'm in a room with Brendan and Dean and Russell and these guys, they've sold millions of books. So like, okay, I'm not, <laughs> you teach me what I'm doing wrong. Like, tell me where I'm screwing up in my process. Um, but I'm still happy to help people with their books, right? I think it's just as you scale up and get better and better and better, um, your ability to influence is going to just keep improving. So, you know, you are, we're all on this staircase of growth and we never want it to end. You want to grow forever. You don't want to stop learning. And every time you take another step up, you can reach back and help somebody else up, but you can only help people to the step that you're at. You can't help somebody get up there. So whatever you want to learn and get better at, keep improving and then you can keep helping people along the path. You know, the advice I'm trying to give is, is it's difficult because it depends on who you're talking to. So the last advice I gave about sharing your message, well, maybe you're happy being the Larry King. Like maybe that's your goal. Maybe you don't have an opinion and you don't want to be, I don't know what Larry King stands for. He's a great interviewer. He's had the best of the best. He has great questions, but I don't know when he, when he's taken a stance on something, maybe he has, but it's just not what he's known for if you're watching and, and you want to be the Larry King of your market, awesome. Like, don't worry about creating your own thought leadership content. Um, in terms of finding a niche, I look at, I love helping people believe in themselves, right? I mean, I have a, I have a bigger YouTube audience than any of the people who was at that event, but I'm focused on helping people get to, where I'm at. And there's a lot of people who are who I used to be, right? There's a lot of people who are at the beginning stages. I'm not focused on like the high, 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 high achievers. I don't want to be Brendan Burchard's high performance coach, right? I'm okay with that. I don't want to be the niche guy at the top. I want to help the world, right? I want to help everybody believe in themselves more. Um, so there's just different models. Like, what do you ultimately want to do? What's your mission? And then making sure that your actions will ultimately map to your ambition. Because I think people look at somebody else and say, oh, I want that. But it's not actually what you want. So figuring out th that first. Like, do you, wanna, do you wanna speak on stage and have a huge audience? Do you wanna be a giant YouTuber and, and have millions of people watch your videos? 
or do you want to be a super select coach that doesn't need to be a brand name, but you're, you're, you know how to do one thing and, and that's it. And then you, you were like the elite player that people are paying six figures a year just to work with. So now you can correct me if I'm wrong in this part, but with your book launch, so, you know, as part of this event, we're talking about books as well. And my book launch was really uh, disruptive, I'll say, because my actual, uh, I'm with Morgan James and they had the launch date set for um, March 13th. And if that date sounds familiar to people, that was the date that COVID was announced as a pandemic. So I was supposed to be doing a red carpet, pick up my book, that type of thing. Everything got switched. So did my, um, my book tour. And so being an entrepreneur and influencer obviously involves as well pivoting and dealing with stuff that you didn't expect. Now, correct me if I'm wrong in this because I might be wrong, but I thought I remember seeing a post where you had a whole book tour scheduled and it kind of got torn to pieces um, because now correct me if I'm wrong in this whole thing, but you were trying to uh, go from Canada to the U.S. with your books. Do I remember correcting on this? Yeah, yes. So, So last year I did a tour, a speaking tour, 90 days, 23 cities straight on the road, which was awesome. And, and tons of learning. I broke my neck two thirds of the way through um, and just kept going. And it, it was an awesome time. So I said, you know what, let's try it again this year around my book launch. And they, uh, yeah, they stopped me at the border. Uh, what was it? It was March. It was early March before the announcement. Um, they stopped me at the border and said there was too much commercial intent. Like, Hey, I did this last year. It wasn't a problem. We have, we had our, our nexus, you know, to come across the border and all that. I've passed all the clearances, but you know, you get the wrong guy on the wrong day and, and they have unlimited power, you know, at the border. So, so they stopped us and said, you can't do it. You got to go back and get, you know, a special visa. Um, anyway, but, and then COVID hit. And so, you know, I'm still here in Toronto, Canada. Uh, we haven't, I haven't left for anything. Um, it's taken a lot, you know, longer than I think we thought it was going to take. And it looks like a lot more, you know, a lot more quarantines and, and isolation still kind of coming up. Um, but yeah, you just roll the punches. I mean, that's, that's entrepreneurship, right? I mean, you, but you've been at this game for long enough, Corey, you know, that that's just, that's just one day that happens and it's going to keep happening. And so how do you adjust from there? And I look at in my business, you know, that wasn't the end of the world. So I can't do my book tour. I can't do my speaking gigs. I can go and focus on my YouTube channel. And we, we four X'd how many daily subscribers we're getting on the channel. Cause I was at home and that's all I could focus on. Cause I, I'm not speaking and I'm not traveling and I'm not going to events. So what am I going to do at home? I'm going to make work on my YouTube channel and four X, uh, I've got a big channel, right? Like the four racks when you only, if you're getting one sub a day to, you know, that's, that's not a big deal. But when you're at a two and a half million subscribers, that's a big deal. Um, so still able to, to, to build it up and have record months. Um, I own a salsa dancing company in Toronto. It's, it's the largest salsa dancing school, maybe North America, teaching people how to salsa dance. That's where, where, my, uh, where I met my wife. But that business is, is on life support. Because nobody can do salsa classes. It's, it's not social distance friendly. It's like the exact opposite of the kind of business that you would social distance in. Um, so now we're looking at like, how do we get this into an online model where people can learn and connect and dance with each other through Zoom, right? Like, I don't know, we'll figure it out. Um, that's entrepreneurship. You know, you're going to get punched a whole bunch. And, and this is why it's so important that you love what you do, because otherwise you're going to quit because it gets too hard. 
And so it's just reconnecting to, I think we can easily get lost. So people want to amplify their voice. It's easy to get lost in the, how many people saw my videos and, and how close am I to get my book done and how, you know, where's my next speaking gig going to come from? And we're just lost in those kind of next goals and losing sight of like, why are you doing this? What's the mission that you're on? Who are you trying to help? And every time I default back to service, that it's not even about me, it's about helping people. Then that gives me the strength, courage, confidence to keep going through the difficult things. And it's interesting because I wouldn't have probably brought up that whole story except for you had it on Instagram and I saw it blow up. So I thought I'm okay to say it. I think if you put it out there to the world as well. Thank you. Bring up anything. <laughs> so um, I, another, here's a question that I'd like to ask most guests that I bring on, whether it's on my podcast, whether it's on YouTube, wherever it's at. But I call it the time machine question, Evan. I'm, you may have been asked this question before. But if you could jump into a time machine, go back in time and sit across from a younger Evan Carmichael, and give him a piece of life advice based on what you've learned in the year since or business advice. What do you think you might tell him? Yeah. So I used to hate this question because, because I can't go back. So I don't, I don't think about that. Somebody asked me yesterday on Instagram, what's the biggest, what's the personality trait that you would change if you could? Like, I don't know. I spent zero time thinking about that because I can't, so I'm not worried about it. So I used to hate that question. Um, but, but, I ended up loving that question and I'll tell you why. So the answer is believe. Um, I think everybody has a single most important core value. If you figure out what that is, then that's the message that 18 year old you or 24 year old you or whatever needs to hear. 19 year old Evan needs to hear belief. That's why I make all the content that I'm making right now. I'm really just talking to 19 year old Evan who didn't know how to start a business and was you know, struggling and frustrated and couldn't get his company off the ground. Uh, why I ended up loving this question is that if you fast forward to 120, when you're, you know, on your rocking chair in an old age home or whatever, like you're at the end and 120 year old you comes back and talks to today you, it's the same message. Whatever you would tell your 18 year old self is the same thing you need to hear right now, mm -hmm. just on a bigger scale. Evan Carmichael, when he was 18, 19, needed more belief. Evan Carmichael, now at 40, needs more belief just to do the next thing. And so now it becomes highly practical. Now, and now I love is like, ooh, okay, whatever you would, and for anybody listening, if you think, hey, what would you go back and tell your younger self? Great, you still need to hear that right now. Um, and so I ended up loving that question. Awesome. Well, here's my last official question tied in with the unofficial maybe most important one i'll tie them together because i know we just have a couple of minutes of time left uh so the last question is what is the one thing when you mentioned before xing on youtube even if you look back to what you did with the website what is the one thing if you were sitting across from somebody you're mentoring what is the th one thing you would say that has moved the needle the most and then the follow-up question is how can we connect with you and learn more because <laughs> i know i have to ask that question so i want to combine the two of them at the same time so, I mean, connect and learn more. Just look up Evan Carmichael. I mean, if you want the books, you can get them on Amazon. But otherwise, I'm Evan Carmichael pretty much everywhere. Um, the most important thing is, is to start. Uh, so many thought leaders, experts, you've got a, I see it all the time. You've got a huge heart. You have a big message that you know can help. And yet you're not creating content. You're not posting. Why? Because you don't have the right gear and you're worried about the bad comments and you don't know how to edit a video and like all the stuff that doesn't matter. The thing that helped me was I just started, I just posted, I just created and you figure out the plan as you go. Um, the more you are a perfectionist, 
the more you sit on a plan, you realize, holy cow, another year has gone by and I still haven't done the thing. You know, and I remember I was sitting in um, a, a coffee shop in Orlando, uh, I don't know, six or seven years ago with an uh, with acquaintance of mine. And he, I was a couple of years in my YouTube journey and he was trying to do something on Instagram and he said, you're going to blow up on, on YouTube and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be the, the next Gary V. I'm going like, to blow up on, on Instagram. I said, awesome, dude, awesome. And then he posted something a couple of years later to say, you know, he saw me and I hit my million subscribers and kept growing. And he said, you know, a couple of years ago, I sat down with Evan Carmichael at a Starbucks in Florida and I said I was going to do this and he said he was going to do this. And he went off and did it and I just sat around and didn't, right? And, and like he's more personable in front of the camera than I am. He's got, a, he's got just as big a heart, just as much talent, way more experience than I did. And the only difference is I just made stuff. Like go back and watch my video, my first videos. I've done 6,000 something videos. I just kept making. When other people would quit or give up or think it's stupid or not getting results, I just kept making. And so you've got a voice. You've got a big message inside you. Stop being a perfectionist. Stop trying to make it perfect. Stop being afraid of, of judgment or the right lighting or microphone or editing and just create. Evan Carmichael, this has been an absolute pleasure. I thank you so much. I want to respect your time. So I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for making this possible and happen. And, uh, you know, just send out good vibes. And of course, I'm going to continue to wave the flag for all the great work you're doing. As you mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm an original. <laughs> you know, I, I was writing on an original website. So I will keep following and supporting. So thank you, Evan. It's been an absolute pleasure. Appreciate you, Corey. Um, and congrats on this series. I'm super pumped for you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.